So as we get a little more established in the sense of where we are, presence, which is not a particular place around us, but a place, you could say, within us, or we, or we fill into, we find ourselves filling up the sense of inner firmness, presence being here not reaching out for other things to hold us uh, make us stable mm-hmm. calming samatha steadying steadying the mind through this ability to experience presence and to embody that so it's both a kind of a mental side to it sense of hereness and unflustered and unpressured there's a physical side to it, a sense of the energies of the body are rested, they're not nervous, they're not cramped, they're extended, and yet they're not um, you know, reaching out or doing anything. Mm-hmm. This bodily aspect of mind. And this has a calming effect, so it has an effect on the heart. because we found some stability, so something that starts to settle and calm and feel okay. We don't quite know why we feel okay, because, you know, the body hurts and thoughts come and go and, you know, difficult stuff happens, and yet somehow we can feel okay with that, which is, itself is really rather interesting. Nothing much has changed except... One has a new perspective on it, madness of the mind. There's a quality of calm, steadiness, and it gives rise to faith. And faith is the first uh, full strength of the, of the heart, or we could say the spiritual heart. Second aspect of mind, you know, the bodily aspect, the heart aspect, the, the first uh, fruitions of that are the quality of faith. As I say, the heart aspect is that which is, provides us with guidance and support and how we are with things. It's relational. So how we are with our day, how we are with our world, how we are with our happiness, our unhappiness. So it's that sense, you know. Faith. Faith is uh, uh, associated with uh, spiritual practices, and in Buddhism, it's it's very primary. Having faith in Buddha Dharma Sangha, awakening, uh, quality of immediacy, direct, not delayed in time, available within yourself, and Sangha, the sense of practicing directly with integrity, insightfully. So these are triple triple gem, and you can make those into forms and images, but they're really, uh, you know, uh, uh, they are qualities and properties that we can directly refer to. 
in our own experience internally as well as externally now everyone faith is an innate quality everyone has a degree of it just to get through the day some sense in which we feel yeah okay there's going to be something beyond this there's a meaning here uh, you know, what I'm with right now is not the sum total of something beyond this. You know? So we might have faith that we'll get through the day, that we will uh, um, come out of illness, that uh, our, our disagreements will be resolved, uh, that something positive is going to happen. There's going to be a better for me. Mm-hmm. We may have various things that, that provide that, say, other people will support us or uh, religion will support us something that's going to actually be there for me when I can't quite do it hmm. so there's faith that can be extended further in time or it can be projected outwards onto others this is the you know so this it can be it can happen in that particular way but the refinement and strengthening of faith is of another order it's the same quality same thing that everybody has to a degree you know some something that we depend upon and yet uh, we often find that uh, that which we depend upon isn't really always there sometimes we get terribly disappointed or feel lost or betrayed when things that we were depending on don't arrive or let us down so, you know, just wisely, because of this, because of this dukkha, this uh, unsatisfaction, is a place of learning to train one's faith, one's faith aspect to that which is more reliable. And it is the innate quality of the mind itself. We don't mean the mind, the thinking mind, but this ability of our mind to be aware, to open, to be present, to bear presence with. And it's supported by the sense of presence, embodiment, comes from the body, comes from the bodily energy anyway. And it's amplified by really sensing it in the heart it's not a series of ideas it's not a belief system it's not something you can really clearly define as it's one of those it's a sense of 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 an unwavering space you might say an openness that's not wavering and uh you know this so we call this a you know we refer to things like awareness Awareness is experienced through this faith aspect. This is the opening of it. That is, we experience thoughts that don't quite work. We experience projects that don't quite arrive. We experience ideologies that sort of have weak points in them. And we pin our hopes and faiths on those. And they sort of get somewhere and they don't quite make it. And this is the dukkha, the disappointment. And as we are, if we go through that... We recognize in the falling away of our hopes, 
and then eventually the falling away of our resentment and our disappointment, we touch into something bigger than that. Still here, after all these years, still here. You know, having gone through this and that and this and that and this, it's still as this. Here we are. You know, we can't quite define it, but we know that we get a greater sense that many movements and many ups and downs can pass through, and yet somehow there's still this. And as you sense that, that's the opening of the mind to awareness. It's an opening that occurs through what, what is called faith, support, indriya, support faculty. You, you don't believe in hope and despair. doesn't mean you don't experience them, but they eventually they acquire less and less color, intensity. They don't bite so hard. Eventually they can even fade out and you just become more equanimous and peaceful. But in the process of it, we do go through this bumpy road of, of, of feeling what we've pinned ourselves upon. The pin falls out and you slip down. And then, in fact, one pins oneself into despair and depression or cynicism. Ah, it doesn't work. What a loads to waste of time. Yeah? But that, again, is pinning yourself. Eventually, you think, well, you know, get over it, will you? You know? <laughs> Uh, just grow up, you know, like, so okay. So, um, <laughs> doesn't everybody experience this? And instead of feeling sort of, you know, well, you know, it didn't let me down, they think, yeah, okay, well, what else is it going to do but let you down, you know, in one way? Is there anything that said I'm permanent, eternal, satisfactory, complete, the fulfillment of, one, of everything? If they did, you know, then you could indeed, uh, you know, take our lawsuit against it. If anything says that, then, then uh, call its bluff. But we we kind of assume or hope that, you know, this person or this situation or this system will be the one that you can just get into and ride along in. Yeah, so you see, in monastic life, you go through these experiences. Not it's it's not a bad system at all but I think it's a very good system but yet it's not a permanent satisfactory you know thing that never has any glitches flaws mess ups depression doubt disillusionment in it so you go through these waves of it you know seeing the kind of the, 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 the what's it the feet of clay or the, the human failings or the oh dear you know <laughs> are the forms of it, which are not uh, not boundless and unconditioned. They're conditioned forms. You know, you know, so they're limited. But this isn't really what you place your faith in. You can use it as a channel you know, you know, you, uh, for, for respect and appreciation and the, the strengths that it can afford. Your faith really is in, in Aryan realizations and sometimes it's going through these state, these phases and just seeing how petty and grumpy one can get about the shortcomings of, of people and situations as if they claim to be flawless 
we pin our hopes on things. And then they, and then usually come to that place where, oh, it doesn't work. Mm. Then you can kind of, one can sit in that, feel, you know, fed up. Or you say, okay, well, you know, notice that feeling. Notice how childlike, childish one can be. Throw a tantrum. Meditation system, another conditioned form thing, doesn't work for me. <laughs> you know, why didn't the Buddha make something easier? <laughs> but then, you know, it, it's it's there. So you 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 know, why isn't my mind calmed down? Just you know, five minutes of this and boom, you're there. It's all calm and quiet and peaceful. It doesn't quite work like that, does it? But this isn't purely a matter of attachment to a system or a structure or a technique or a religion or an ideology or a person. You use these things to focus on and then it's up to our, you know, as we use them to establish a sense of presence. You know, boom, here we are. That's what they can do. Good ones can do that. And you don't want them to be forming you know, a place for one's emotional attachments, this presence, and then widen to include the ups and the downs of it, the ups and the downs that occur in one's own mind. So this is a, like, this is the wise heart. So the, the heart that's not trained or isn't wise will tend to experience all kinds of reactive emotion that are direct reactions to experience. They're not responses. If it's bad, I get annoyed. If it's good, I get happy. If it works for me, I feel a success. If it doesn't work, I feel I'm a failure. This is just reactivity. Response is, here's the painful, here's the, unwel- here's the unwelcome. It's to be with that. Be aware of that. Don't get caught in it. Don't shut it down. It's like every moment your mind wanders off the breath, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, you can get, oh, I can't do this, you know, I'm fed up with this, doesn't work, you know. <laughs> or we can kind of feel desperate, try harder, make it, get it there. Or we just can notice the moment the mind has wandered off. There it is. There's openness to that. Let the thought the emotion, the fantasy, the storyline, dissolve in that openness. So, you know, and it, sometimes it takes a while. You'd be going with that thing for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a day. You know, some things seem to go for you for years. Because one hasn't, the process of emotional completion hasn't occurred. We haven't quite matured through that. We're still fascinated or wound up about it all. There's a process of, of becoming nipita, which means you become more and more dispassionate. It's just as you become more and more dispassionate, less and less emotionally 
rattled and fascinated by experiences, they slip away. Doesn't mean you reverse them, it's just you're not going in there. Because you've been in there maybe a thousand times, 20,000 times. Sometimes people get it quick, sometimes the mind only goes into something four or five times. Mostly it's, you know, triple digits. <laughs> Standard. And you think you should have got out of it by now, but you haven't. <laughs> but you kind of get out of it a bit quicker. Now it only takes an afternoon rather than a day. Now the feeling offended and disappointed only takes you 20 minutes to get through. Before you think, oh, enough of that already, I've done this. <laughs> so as a, trend, as a movement, you see, so instead of you being in the world, the world's in you. Instead of you trying to find a place in the world where you fit and belong and it works, you're trying to find a place, how are we doing that? Trying to find a place in the world. Now we're finding a place in ourselves where the world can sit and unravel. The world, you know, we're not in the world, the world's in us. And we're bigger than that. That's the movement of faith. It's a widening. It's an emotional widening. It's a psychological widening. It's a widening beyond reason, beyond excuse, beyond positive feeling, beyond negative feeling. It's peaceful, it's equanimous. This is why it is an indria, a support faculty. It has powerful effects, this, this widening, softening. Because we begin to recognize, uh, you know, that a lot of what we experience acquires its color and its, its certainties and its hard edges through our fascination with it, our attachment to it, our naming of it. We think so-and-so is this. He's one of those, you know, he's this, that, and the other. You've got a kind of clear picture of it. But when you go through a lot of stuff, eventually, you know, you've been through the high and you've been through the, oh, well, never mind, I'll, for, I'll forgive that, never mind, I'll... He's really like that, and he tries, and well, you know, it's just me, and I don't really mind. And after all, people are people, and you know, and I, yeah, I can be with that, and I can love. And you eventually, no, oh, I'm fed up. <laughs> you know, you go through the various nice, nice gestures, and then you get to the end of that, and you go, I don't really know this person, what it is, who he is, who she is. I don't have to. I don't have to be trying to uh, form them. So we can, in this way, we start to leave things alone. Doesn't mean, by any means, abandon them, but it means we're not kind of putting our emotional thumbprints over things. Let it be mysterious, let the mind be spacious. And so there's a strength in that. Because then the world can move within us. And the heart is free to experience other kinds of responses. 
There's compassion, joy, equanimity. That allow us to be with, really be with. Not trying to find ourselves in something. So it frees us up. Faith is uh, a foundation uh, for energy. Because when there is that that faith, then our energy is freed from this uh, uh, attachment, trying to hold on to something, trying to belong to something, trying to become something. So energy is released from that. And then that qualities of what supports faith, our sense of presence and meeting experience is strengthened. You realize you, you know, you, you, you can meet the difficult when, there's, when you're not asking it to be something else. You know, and a lot of the time I kind of, I kind of get this as an idea. And it comes with difficulties. I think, well, you know, I can just be with this. And behind it, somewhere there's a feeling, of, I'll be with it, and that will sort of make it better, or go away, or be nicer, or somehow make me into something. Kind of, kind of, there's a little bit of, a, of an expectation that comes with that. <clears throat> I meet aspects of my own um, mental states, you know, my fearfulness or my nervousness, you know, or my impulsiveness. I meet that. I'm really quite disappointed in myself, really. And then I get disappointed that I should be disappointed. Surely I should be more grand about all this. <laughs> but then, you know, get over it. <laughs> Move on. You know? It's like this. Has anyone got a perfect, unconditioned personality? That no one, everyone's really going to, it's going to work for everyone all the time. A bit arrogant, isn't it? So we accept the limited and the uh, and the uh, conditioned doesn't mean you're kind of making big thing out of it. It's just like that, and actually, that that's that softening of the pressure does allow, in my experience, allow the conditioned, the the finite, the limited, the personal, to become more uh, wholesome because there's less push behind it. It's lighter. It's easier. It's more flexible. Yeah. it's like one is relieved from the pressure of having to be happy all the time or have everything sorted out all the time mm-hmm. you can travel through these landscapes with faith this is, too, this is not me, not mine and there's an energy that comes with that because one's energy isn't shackled to success 
Faith is something that's balanced or complemented by discernment. We look very, it's not a blind uh, faith, but is focused in meditation with discernment on these edges where we experience holding on, resistance, the pressure of trying to become something, the tr- pressure of resisting things, and the discernment, you bring it to bear on this. So you're not just, you know, projecting faith out onto some mind state or some God or some Buddha or something. Use it wisely. There's practice of Sangha, practice directly, practice insightfully, practice with integrity. And the real uh, entry to, to Sangha is this opening of faith. As I said, faith is not something that is remote from us. We all experience it, but it's actually focusing on that sense, that wish for meaning, for, for stability, for something bigger than our tangle of thoughts and feelings and finding a reliable, the most reliable place, the most reliable domain for that. It's in the awareness of the mind. Awareness as a, as a heart quality, our ability to be with. Faith, energy, mindfulness is that which acts as the as the position that which give, brings your mind to bear upon something that holds it there concentration that sense of merging and uh, unifying because as these conflicted Energies start to unravel. There is a, the, the, the energies of the mind start to settle into a, a, a composure. And the sign of that is a sense of unexpected happiness. Inner vitality, unexpected happiness, unexpected non-conflict, unexpected ease. And then you're focusing on that. This is called samadhi. So practicing, calming, stabilizing, gives us the confidence, something (laughs) something that's imperturbable, something we keep referring to that brings us back out of the stories, out of the floods, And from that recognition that we don't have to be in our stories, we can be with them. The opening of faith. Can we be with them in a more full way, feeling their energies, having the freedom to step out of it, 
stabilizing the mind so you get this sense of the confidence, faith and something really sacred about that So let's have some opportunity for silent practice for the next uh, half an hour. And if you want to stand for a while or continue sitting, and then I'll ring the bell at uh, 30 minutes' time. <laughs>